With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome in to the Boys and Girl Podcast with Cowboys NFL Network reporter Jane Slater and NFL Network producer Bobby Belt. A Cowboys community with the inside scoop on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, coming straight to you from the Lone Star State, here's Jane and Bobby. Everyone, I hope that you guys are holding up in isolation at home. Keep in mind, your thoughts become reality, and I think Bobby and I have been so busy sort of (laughs) troubleshooting media. I know you haven't slowed down because we talked about this before. Your primary job is actually not sports. You work in news, and there's plenty of it these days, and we've also got a lot of news to talk to you. Uh, our fans about Bobby as it pertains to the Cowboys. Yeah, a lot going on, um, not just with, uh, you know, the draft like we were expecting. I know last episode when we closed, we talked about how we'd be doing a, a bunch of draft look ahead and, and work on this one, which we are. We're going to interview a lot of draft prospects today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, tons of stuff gone down since we last spoke. I mean, the world's changing every five minutes as it stands already. But, then you, you, you know, you bring in Alden Smith. The, who the Cowboys have signed. Travis Frederick retires, and all of a sudden, Des Bryant and Dak Prescott are best of friends again and, you know, not practicing social distancing. Let's talk <laughs> about that for a second. Okay, look, I, I don't know about you, Bobby, but it's kind of funny. Fans at home may not know that you I, – I, I say this in the best way possible, Bobs. Oh, yeah. You always think you're sick. And what's fascinating about coronavirus and COVID-19 is you... I, I don't just always think I'm sick. I always think I'm dying. I think Correct. I've got something that is killing me. And while we were in free agency, I was taking this thing very seriously, whereas you were kind of talking me off the ledge. I think everyone's <laughs> sort of in the middle right now. Do I take it seriously? Do I not take it seriously? Here's what I know. I have parents that have underlying health conditions, so I'm taking this thing seriously. I haven't seen them. Uh, in two weeks, when I leave my condo, which isn't much, it is with gloves. Uh, I volunteered recently, and when I was around those people, I made sure I had a mask. Quite frankly, before the CDC guidelines even came out, I've been wearing the medical mask, even when people were looking at me like I was taking you, you something were wearing away masks from a, before it was from cool. a health provider. Well, that's my makeup every day, Bobby. <laughs> You're such uh, a hipster, right? But I've been taking it seriously because of the people in my life and because. I live and breathe the news lately. Um, 
I don't know what their situations at home look like. I don't know who's around them. Was the picture in poor taste? Perhaps. Uh, I took a picture recently with some friends volunteering and we made sure to keep our distance. Uh, to be fair, I reached out to Des. I was like, Des, I just wish you put a mask on my man. Just looking out for you. Uh, but it, it was interesting how much that upset people. My only response to that is, to all of you that commented and had something to say about it, have you been wearing masks? Are you wearing gloves? Because I'm sure seeing a lot of you at the parks and on the trail and on the tennis courts and on the golf courses when I'm making my weekly run to Target. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things they've said, obviously, is you can't socially distance from your family. So you're with your family and you're, you're, you know, you're isolating by yourself. I read an article in the Washington Post uh, a couple weeks back that was talking about, you know, how do we make sure we don't get too isolated and, and we lose human contact and things like that. And uh, the doctors there had recommended that if you know of other families that have been social distancing and isolating themselves, there's, you know, potentially a, an opening to where you two can come together. You still want to be smart about it, but if you know that you two have, have been limiting your contact and you know you haven't come into contact with anybody, you may be safe to have, you know, occasional like, hey, let's get together, you know, whatever. Um, so bringing that back just to say, I don't know, maybe Des knows Dak hasn't been around. Maybe Dak and Des have been texting each other and, hey, have you been isolating? Me too. We both haven't come in contact. We, we know we can't. And, you know, look, it hits people differently. I think the one thing that concerns me the most is I want to have a good conscience and I want to be able to lay my, my head on my pillow at night knowing that I haven't exposed anyone. In other words, I'm limiting my contact and sort of doing my part as I think all of us sort of get our hands around this. And I know so many yeah. people are coming to us right now because they are tired of the COVID talk. They are tired of the coronavirus. But I thought it was important that we at least address it. I'm not fanning the flames. And quite frankly, you may not hear a lot of Des news from me moving forward. And here's why. I talked to, to Des the other day, and, and, and I'm coming from the place of I've seen him in some mental holes. And I feel like he has been consistent lately, and he's putting the work in, and I commend him for that. He said he wants to start delivering the news himself. In other words, there's a lot of us that talk to Des. Des gives us updates, and I've always appreciated Des's authenticity and how good he's been to me in my career. I also appreciate this. If he wants to start breaking news, uh, his first question to me was, uh, how would you find out about my Saturday workout? <laughs> I got sources, man. Uh, He's wanting to, to, you know, he's looking to control his brand, which is what he's doing with his, you know, his uh, side hustle that he's working on for a while. I respect that. So I just want to go ahead and have that disclaimer out there. A lot of this news is going to come from Des, and Des is no stranger to controversy. He's a bit of a lightning rod. Des knows that if you post photos like that, people are going to talk about it. And because there's no sporting news right now, people were certainly talking about it when it was posted. I will, I will give Des just one little piece of advice, though, if he's going to break his own news, is that when he tags Dak, if Dak's handle is going to be the very first thing he puts in the tweet, he needs to put that little period in front of the handle, because then if you're not following Des and Dak, it will not pop up on your timeline. Okay, so I love that you're so woke to social media. Do you know who <laughs> also told me this? Who? Frank Caliendo. I was not oh. familiar with the fact that if you are trying to retweet someone's content and you want the world to see it, you have to put a letter, uh, an exclamation something, something point. Something in front of it. You something just can't start of, with someone's handle. Exactly. So I mm -hmm. just figured that out. So I feel like 
not only are we educating people about what we're learning from the news, because you and I live it and breathe it, but we're also now getting you socially woke so that yeah. maybe in your downtime, you too can develop a larger following and your social media platforms. Now, now don't, don't misinterpret that though, you at home, if, you, if you're just learning this and going, oh, okay, if I need to, everybody to see it and it doesn't look like a reply, I need to put the period in front. Don't then do the like old man on Twitter route where you think you're doing it right and then you put the period in front of the handle when it's like in the middle of the tweet. No need to do that. If the handle's in the middle of the tweet, you don't need to put that little period in there. It's just if it's going to be at the very beginning. As someone who's been navigating a lot of platforms within the last week, I've been learning all about Zoom and I just download Adobe Premiere and I literally didn't even know how to work Excel spreadsheets or Google calendars. Oh, you got, a game changer. You got to lean in this week, folks. And, and for, the, for the next month, it seems like we're going to be in lockdown. But I will tell you that if you've got questions, my man Bobby Bell is a good guy. I know he's overloaded with sports <laughs> and news these days, uh, but he's pretty receptive on Twitter. So go ahead and throw that handle out, Bobby. It's at Bobby Belt TX. Just make sure you don't put the period in front of it unless that's uh, you're hitting me up right at the beginning. But uh, yeah, we do mention that lots changing and, and lots going on. And, and of course, the big thing this week, Alden Smith, who for those of you that think, you know, uh, the, the Cowboys need to give up on Randy Gregory. If you know anything about Alden Smith, then I'm, I'm sure this is uh, twice as bad to you because Alden Smith is, has had a lot of problems. As uh, our friend Sean Sharif over at the fan said, Basically, anything that any NFL player's ever gotten in trouble for, you can find it somewhere on Alden Smith's rap sheet. It's been rough, but I, I know that you've, you know, done some digging and been able to find out some stuff on it. Here's what I think Cowboy fans need to take into consideration. There's been some hit and misses as it's applied to the defensive linemen and, and rolling the dice on some of these trickier players. Sure, you've got a track record of things not working with Greg Hardy and – uh, Rolando McLean, you and I can argue the merits of Randy Gregory and whether or not that would have worked had there been a more relaxed marijuana policy as we're now seeing with this new CBA. Still my time for it to work. Correct. My point is, is that Rod Marinelli bought in and thought that he could make a difference in Randy Gregory's life. What I'm hearing is Jim Tom Sula, who worked with him with the 49ers, also believes he can do that. He flourished under him in 2012 with 19 and a half sacks. So what we see with Mike McCarthy's staff and this new regime is they are sort of bringing their guys in. There wasn't a lot of holdover from Jason Garrett's staff or, quite frankly, that roster. So what I'm being told is he's been sober since July. You have to be sober at least six months to apply for reinstatement. Those, that paperwork's already been in place. This week the NFL responded. They were hopeful that this thing is going to move forward quickly. And I'm being told there were at least six to eight teams at the combine that wanted him. Here's some of the other teams that we would be attacking if it wasn't Dallas, Denver, Seattle, Atlanta, Rams. So you're telling me if you're getting a guy that you're not paying guaranteed money to, it's an incentive-based contract, and you've got a coach that believes that he can make a difference and a guy that he feels had a situation with the 49ers that created for him in his life some chaos, and he sort of quote-unquote, went off the rails for a while, you're not going to at least take a flyer? The Cowboys have done it in the past. Yeah, and I mean, look at it all. You're talking about a guy that has not played um, a, a snap of football since 2015, which was Randy Gregory's rookie year. Um, a guy who has not played, I, I tweeted this earlier, this is a guy who has not played 
uh, 16 games in a season um, since President Obama was in office in his first term. Um, this is a guy who has been away from football for forever. He'll be 31 uh, early next season. He's got a long rap sheet, so you go, man, there's all this stuff stacked up against him, so why would the Cowboys even take the risk? Well, the risk is because he's that good. When he's, when he's out there, he is that good. That was a class of pass rushers when he came out. It was Vaughn Miller, J.J. Watt, um, you had Alden Smith, and then uh, Robert Quinn, the recently departed Robert Quinn, was in that first round, I was round just too. about to use Robert Quinn as an example. I th- there were some people that sort of turned their nose up at Robert Quinn when he got signed. Mm-hmm. There yeah. were people that turned their noses up at the Randall Cobb signing, saying, yep. what did he have left? All I'm saying is... The Cowboys are protected with this contract. In other words, he's not getting any guaranteed money. It is incentive-based. And there's only so much you can do with the money you've got left in the coffer and in the draft to make a difference on the defensive line. So if you've got a head coach vouching for him and you're not really on the hook for a lot of cash, I can understand why the Cowboys would take a flyer on him. Now the other stuff, well, the Cowboys have started, certainly walked themselves into plenty of the off-the-field issues before, so I'm not necessarily surprised or shocked that they went down this road, are you? No, I'm not, and, and I think that, you know, when they picked Jalen Smith in the second round a couple years ago, and a lot of people thought Jalen may go undrafted because of the knee, they had a, a little bit of an advantage because, you know, they had the doctor that had worked on Jalen's knee. They knew a lot of people close to Jalen and in that, on that team. And so I think that there's value in looking at the connections that are in place for the Alden Smith signing. Um, one guy who's taken a real big leadership role in, in his comeback and then helping him stay sober has been, uh, as we've heard, Jay Glazer um, the, from Fox Sports and, and a guy who uh, you know, runs that MMA gym out there in uh, California and, and has worked with a, a number of NFL players. And is a guy that you know, he's spoken about it. I believe the Joneses have spoken about it. He's a guy who has a good relationship with the Joneses, Jay Glazer does. Um, Ron Slavin. It's my understanding that Jay Glazer was the catalyst for a lot of it. It is interesting the Cowboys defensive wayward players remember it was David Irving who Mm -hmm. was training with Jay Glazer not with his teammates in Oxnard uh, but I do believe that and if you've been around Jay, Jay is very charismatic. Uh, He's a guy that's hustled to get where he's at. As I talked to him about his own career, he was a guy that has ingratiated himself with so many people uh, in the league because of the work that he put in. I mean, this guy yep. is tight with Sean Payton because of sort of the work that he acknowledged he was doing when, when Sean was with the Giants. So it doesn't shock me that the players gravitate towards a guy like Jay Glazer. And uh, to your point, you've got a couple of people that are vouching for the Alden Smith come, come back that the Cowboys at least feel good about. Yeah, and I think that it's not just Glazer, and you mentioned Ron Slavin, the agent, who Slavin's got a long history with the Cowboys. For those that don't know, he's the uh, agent for Leighton Vander Esch. He's Orlando Scandrick. Orlando Scandrick. He's oh my gosh. Lawrence. Basically, <laughs> not anybody. Marcus Lawrence. Oops, edit that one. Yeah, basically anybody who's come out of Boise State, not completely, but just about anybody who's come out of Boise State in the last ten years has been repped by Ron Slavin, and we know how much the Cowboys love Boise. So naturally, they've had a long relationship with Slavin. And so, you know, you've got that aspect to it. You've got the Tom Sula aspect. Um, I'm sure that with, even though Mike Nolan didn't coach uh, Alden Smith in San Francisco, he did work with Jim Tom Sula and, and, you know, really, you know, helped elevate his career. So we know Nolan trusts Tom Sula. And so there, there is this connection here. And 
And so that I, I think that out of anybody, the Cowboys were probably in the best position to have the relevant information to make this decision, just like they were with Jalen Smith and, and just like they've been with other people in the past. And I think worth bringing up too with COVID-19 and some of the, the complexities that come with getting able to see these guys in live workouts, being able to get the medicals on them, you almost have to rely on the word of the mouth, right? Like who has actually seen them working out and as I pointed out, there's only so much they can do right now, given the complexities of COVID-19, given the complexities uh, of the needs that they have on this defensive line, the departure of Robert Quinn. I mean, you really only got Demarcus Lawrence and you're hoping they re-sign Tyrone Crawford. Then what? Uh, so, I mean, every, everybody else is left for, uh, not Oakland, left for Las Vegas at this point. Just about, you got everybody, they, outside of Byron, everybody else has gone to the Raiders because the Cowboys, one underrated, a lot of people don't, I don't know if they realize this had happened. Um, Daniel Ross last week. Uh, That's David your guy. Dan, Daniel Ross left for the Raiders. So now you've got, you know, Daniel Ross and Jeff Heath and Malik Collins. And I actually, uh, it's not anybody who's interested in leaving, but I, I was talking to one of the uh, Cowboys defensive players not long ago. And we were just having a conversation about, oh yeah, I hear Malik is interested in, in following over the Raiders. And he said, well, shoot. He's like, if the Cowboys ever get tired of me and decide to move on, that's the first place I'd go. I'd go play for Rod again. And so, I mean, it's natural. All, there's this mass exodus over there. But, yeah, it is, it's, it's D-Law who's under contract for, you know, the long term. And outside that, it's Crawford who may or may not become a cap casualty. Um, and, you know, it, it's a lot of questions. Tristan Hill, who, who knows how much longer Tristan Hill will be here now that Rod and Jason and other people who brought him in aren't here anymore. Um, and so it's, there's definitely a, a period of growth and, and, and change. It's a season of change for them on defense as a whole, but especially on the defensive line. And Alden Smith's just one part of that. Speaking of Rod, listen, I know my bread's buttered here in Dallas, but if they ever offered me the opportunity to go work with that man again, I would. I actually have heard from him during the pandemic. Oh. Uh, I told you that he typically sends me words of inspiration and, uh, I don't think he'd mind if I, if I read this text to you. Uh, it's so Rod Marinelli, and it speaks to why the guys want to go play with him. But uh, he recommended that I read uh, Admiral William McCraven's book. Of course, this is a guy that was University of Texas, and he's also, like me, a man that loves making his bed first thing in the morning, thing I, 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 I value. But he recommended the book to me, and he said, the value that you'll get is to continue to build both a strong mental toughness toughness of mind as well as a physical part. I call it building your armor to compete in what you do. This will help you grow as a dominant leader and how to lead in adversity. I just love that one of the people that I touched base with during the pandemic is my man Marinelli telling me to stay ready. So I encourage our fans that listen to our <laughs> show, put on your armor during this time and sort of rethink what this isolation is. I, I really need a Rod Marinelli TED talk. I want to know why that oh hasn't happened God. yet. I, th I think that'd be great. If he wasn't so busy with some of these video conferences, I'd, uh, I'd be reaching out to his wife, Boo, and seeing if we couldn't get him on the phone and doing <laughs> one because I do think there's a lot of value in hearing uh, what would Rod do, WWRD. Yeah, no, I think everybody would be all over. I, I mean, he has had, and I know we're venturing over towards Raiders at this point, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that, that was a loss for the Cowboys this offseason, regardless of what you think about you know, the scheme and other things. And, and you got to understand Mike McCarthy's going to bring in his own people. That all makes sense. But 
it's definitely a loss for a lot of those guys. And you saw that a lot of those guys didn't want to come back if it didn't mean, you know, Rod wasn't going to be here. Not necessarily that, that was the catalyst, but if they had to go find somewhere else, they were going to go where they were comfortable and go with Rod Marinelli. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid back appeal and down home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Joining us now is Texas A&M defensive tackle and former McKinney North standout, Justin Matabike. Justin, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, not bad at all. For, first question for you, I guess, you know, with this brave new world and uh, the coronavirus pandemic kind of shifting everybody's worlds a little bit. Um, how has that changed the pre-draft process for you? And, uh, you know, how are you adapting to those changes? Well, it's changed because you can't take these visits that were scheduled and these workouts that were scheduled pro day as well. People are missing opportunities to showcase. So it's definitely difficult for some people. But for me, you know, um, you know it's, it's the most difficult part is probably um, – trying to find a way to work out and stay in shape, you know, with um, the coronavirus going on, you have to find unique ways to stay in shape. And, you know, I th- I, I did the combine, so at least people know how I can move and stuff like that. But definitely staying in shape and knowing what's next is really difficult. Justin, I know you said while you were in Indianapolis that a lot of the interview time with teams was spent getting to know you as a person more than the stuff on the field all right, so a lot of us want to know, what kinds of things did teams want to know about you? Teams want to know what best would fit for me in the next level, position-wise, three-takes, two-eye, four-eye. They want to know what teams, what pressure do we run at Texas A&M? Where do you feel comfortable? Uh, do you love the game? Do you do? You, what, what do you love about the game? What, what are teammates you would bring with you to the next level? Stuff like that in that nature, so... Um, you know, I answered them the best I could and 
Yeah, most of them are pretty good questions. I, I know that you just mentioned there that they said, uh, you know, a lot of people want to know about your love of football. And, um, I, I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect prospect. Every prospect has their own questions that teams have about them heading into this process. And I, I spoke to somebody inside the NFL a couple months ago, and, and they said that, man, you know, Justin Matabike, he's got tons of talent, and, and you can see this kind of limitless potential. But, you know, sometimes you wonder – just how much does he love football? So for anyone that wonders that question, how much does Justin Matabike love football? Man, I love football extreme, extremely much, extremely high. It's, it's, it's a part of my life. It's a part of the way I operate. You know, I work out as if I'm, I'm about to play football. I, I watch highlights consistently on YouTube when I'm bored or football. Um, you know, it feels weird when I'm not playing it. It feels weird that I'm not even a part of something that's as related to football, like this core going on right now, it's a very, very odd situation. But, you know, um, it's just very, very tough. I missed the game already. You know, season's only been gone for about about the most three months now. Mm-hmm. I missed it already. So anybody who questions my love for football, you know, they have to question something else because that, that's unquestionable. I love the game. I know that three technique t- defensive tackle position is where a lot of people see you playing at the next level. But as you mentioned, some teams have talked to you about four I. Where else do you think you can best contribute? Uh, I think I can, I can contribute at four I. Uh, I feel like I can con- contribute at five. You know, I feel like I, I, I can contribute throughout the whole defensive line. You know, I did that in college, and I feel confident about it. You know, obviously, if you go to the next level, they're going to teach you different ways of doing things and different plays. But um, those are things I wanted to take up the challenge on, and I love doing it too. So, you talked about how your training has changed during this pandemic. But outside of the training, what have you been doing to pass the time while most of the country has been spending time indoors? Oh, definitely uh, gathering food from uh, grocery stores and staying at the house, watching movies, uh, eating clean, trying to get a lot of water, feel fresh. uh, find ways to, you know, go to a field, a field that's open that doesn't have a lot of people. If you know people at all, get some sprints and get some starts in. Um, you know, just stay covered, protected from the weather and what's going on. Just try to do the best that you can. You, you know, your options are limited at this situation they're all in, so. You're just trying to make the best of it. We mentioned at the top of the show that you're from the DFW area, and we know the Cowboys could use some defensive line depth. So how would you feel about getting that call from Jerry and the Cowboys? Uh, that would be a, a dream come true, a real blessing, uh, because, you know, I grew up a Cowboys fan. I played Little League, and we are a team with the Cowboys. I have a picture of me when I was a little Cowboys <laughs> uh, a, a uniform and flag football. So it would truly be and the highest honor, one of the best things I have in my life is always become a Dallas Cowboy. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the back of my mind, I know I can control whoever picks me. I just know that whoever picks me is going to want to have a person, want to have a student at the game, and someone who's, who has nothing else, nothing better to do than, than, than just be the best ball player that he can be and the best person that he can be. So that's just that situation. All right. Well, I got a, a couple get-to-know-Justin questions for you to close up. You ready? Yeah, I'll do it. All right. So, what's your favorite pregame hype song? Pregame hype song, uh, man, I'll probably play some some Pop Smoke or something. <laughs> some Pop Smoke, or, yeah, or, or some Drake or some Little Wayne, yeah. So, if you were now, are you a guy who uh, do you play Madden at all? 
No, I, I don't play Madden. I, I don't play Madden. I, uh, well, well, I'm not really highly into video games. Let, let's let's say you were playing it, though, because this is an important question here. So let's say you were playing Madden, and uh, somebody, the, the person that you were playing in a game, happened to get your NFL team, whoever you end up getting drafted by, happened to get your NFL team uh, before you could pick them. And y'all are playing the game, and the video game version of you catches like a tip pass for an interception. Are, are you going to let the digital version of you score, or, or are you going to try and win the game and actually tackle yourself? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to tackle myself, man. Even though, even though that's me, that's, that's still my, my opponent. I got to take him down, so I'll probably tackle myself. <laughs> Too competitive? You can't, just let, you can't let digital you get, you get some shine a little bit? No, no way. No <laughs> way. It's competitive nature over here, man. All right, so, so which is more tolerable? Chick flicks or like boy band poppy love songs? Ah, more tolerable. So they both suck. So which one would you prefer? Chick bands or what was the other one? Ch- chick flicks. So like romantic, you know, more like kind of girly movies or the the mushy pop love songs from like boy bands. Which would you rather uh, have to I consume? The, I think I'd rather do the romantic one because at least it can be. You know, relatable to like my life. There, right? there you go. So, so yeah. you know, Kevin Durant, he got in trouble a couple of years ago. He got busted. Kind of you, he was caught tweeting from his own account when he was attempting to tweet from a burner to like yell at a troll. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So, so if you could hire somebody, real or fictional, dead or alive, doesn't matter. If you could pick one person to run a like burner account for you to like attack all the trolls on Twitter that come at you, who would you pick? Probably pick one of my best friends, Zach Thomas, or my mom, or somebody who could defend mom, me. Mom's a good uh, one, because mom's going to be very, like, she'll, she'll dig deep, because she'll be very protective. Yeah. I've I've always, my answer's always been Eric Cartman from South Park. I just feel like... Eric Cartman? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, feel like he'd, I feel like he'd do a, a solid job really uh, digging in on somebody and making them feel bad about the trolling they had done. So, uh, final question for you here. Outside of football... Because I, I think we all know, listening to you talk here, how important the game is to you and, and what you want to accomplish there. But outside of football, how do you want people to remember you? How do you want people to remember Justin Matabike? Um, you know, definitely a a great a great person, a great role model, um, somebody who's very positive, somebody who works hard, somebody who when, when he says something, he does it. Um, definitely a person who um, stops. Somebody that hey, I want to, I want to do it the way that he did. Um, so, so somebody who takes pride in doing things the right way, and you know, just, just being an overall great person, all pillars of life, family, friends, sports, and so social, everything. You know, just trying to be the best version of yourself that you can be. That's what I want to be remembered as. Well, Cowboys fans uh, should keep their eye on Justin Matabike because uh, he, he's a kind of a hand-meat glove fit for the Cowboys here, so there's a decent chance he ends up with a star on his helmet. I know everybody would be excited about that. Justin, we appreciate your time so much. Good luck, and uh, you know, hopefully you find some additional sort of innovative, creative ways to get these workouts in over the next few weeks. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Joining us now is one of the top tight end prospects in April's draft, UCLA's Devin Asiasi. You can follow him on Twitter at ASI2X. That's ASI2X. Devin, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? 
doing great. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, the pre-draft experience has been dramatically altered this time around due to the coronavirus pandemic. How have you been adjusting to some of the changes and what exactly has been different for you? Um, as far as moving around, um, just moving around accordingly. You know, just trying to take all the precautions to stay safe. But uh, other than just my workouts, and, you know, trying to get prepared for the next uh, next phase. Everything's kind of been the same, so I'm just trying to stay on my regimen, stay on my my diet, stay on my my uh my workout plan, and and be consistent with that with all the all the stuff that's going on. Has that been hard at all? Just sticking to your diet with the options narrowed a little bit, and getting in your workouts and fewer places to work out. Yeah, I mean not too not so much. Um, I think right now is it's kind of a a blessing and a burden, you know. It's a Although it's unfortunate, I think it's given given me time, giving us time, uh, just to get ready mentally for everything that's gonna happen. Um, as far as working out in any places, uh, we ran into a couple places where they closed it down and stuff like that. But you know, we got a couple other spots that we try to hit up and make sure we get our field work in. But other than that was everything's been solid, everything's been fine. So just trying to keep it going. Now, uh, when you look at, I'm sure you talk to teams at the combine and things like that. And I know that this, you know, what we're going to be, you know, a lot of opportunities for national visits and local visits and things like that. That's really changed now uh, with some of the limitations that have been imposed because of uh, this pandemic. So um, have you gotten a chance to talk to any teams since this started out? And, And how was it different than earlier in the process? Yeah, definitely more phone calls right now. Just trying to touch base with the, a lot of the teams. Um, yeah, like you said, unfortunately with the with the thing going on, the pandemic and coronavirus spread, um, we can't do none of the meetings, can't fly out to any of the uh, facilities and stuff like that to go to go on a, a visit or stuff like that. So for me, I've just been doing a lot a lot of phone calls with coaches, a lot of teams, um, just you know touching base with them, trying yeah. to. Uh, asking questions and trying to get get to know me a little bit. Now, uh, all guys who enter the draft have something about them that teams want to find out, that that there's no such thing as the perfect prospect. No player comes into this with zero questions about them from teams. So what do you think is the thing, what is your big question you think teams want answered about you? Um, Man, I think it's it's really a winner run blocker um, that that he says that he he shows. So I think for me, it's just Prove my ability to go out there and uh, be effective in the run game. Um, having a presence in the run game as well, just being able to to hold my position, hold my own, hold my point of attack um, in the run game and things like that. So I just really want to prove myself and show myself that show show coaches that you know I'm, I am with a run blocker and I do like blocking, run blocking as well, just as well as a, as a going out for passes. Do you feel like last year things finally fell into place for you? You were a top recruit coming out of high school, transferred to UCLA after beginning at Michigan, and you put up a really strong season in 2019. Do you feel like you're finally becoming the player you want to be? Uh, definitely. I feel like it's all within the progress of everything, right? So, you know, going through those first three years, obviously, uh, first, yeah, first two, two, three years was obviously a, it was a, it was a bumpy road. Obviously, there's ups and downs throughout the whole process, the whole the whole process. So, for me, um, I definitely feel like you know I started to form it to my own um, in this last season. Started to get more confidence from the coaches. Um, I felt more confident in the way I was playing towards the end of the season. Um, you know, gaining trust with my uh, my QB and 
you know, building that chemistry with, with the tackles and the guards and, and the whole whole line. So for me, definitely towards the end of the season, I, I started feeling like I was getting into my groove and getting into my roles, and, and I definitely wanted to start working back towards that. What has Coach Chip Kelly meant to your development and your progress ahead of the draft? Definitely a lot. And um, I think just as far as for him, is just being a, um, a man of detail and, and um, you know, assignment, assignment sound in every aspect of the game. Um, you know, he definitely pushed me and challenged me um, this past two years that I was with him. You know, just um, you know, get out of my shell, you know, get out, get out of my comfort zone and try to push me to get to, 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 to bring the best out of me. So definitely help me, help me, help me out a lot. Now we uh, we are a, a Cowboys centric show here, so I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you a little bit about the Cowboys. Have you had a chance to talk to them any either, uh, you know, before this all started, or have you had any of these FaceTime meetings with them that guys are having? Um, I, I, I talked to them a lot uh, at the combine. You know, I had a couple face, a couple of phone calls with them, uh, just going over stuff. But um, definitely been talking to them. Um, Talking to tight ends coach at the combine, really like our conversation and everything. He seems like a great guy. Um, so, I mean, yeah, definitely in, in the uh, in communication with them for sure. Now, and one of the things that you know, it it sounds kind of general to ask this, but it, but I mean, being a cowboy is a little bit different than playing other places. It's like being a Yankee or a Laker or something like that, just because yeah. of the spotlight yeah. that's on it. Uh, what would Playing for the Cowboys mean to you? What what do you what? How would you feel about that if Dallas is where you ended up? Man, I just wherever they pick me is my hole, so I, I try to make my hole. You know, I know the um, the historical background with, with Dallas Cowboys. I know like, that kind of um, weight that name carries and everything. So if, if I get selected to go with them, and um, I'll be honored enough to to, to be able to part of that organization. I'll do my best to you know uphold that. Um, tradition and, and definitely keep carrying that on. Now, uh, we got a couple just to close up here. We got a few uh, get to know Devin questions for you. Are you ready? Oh, yes, sir. All right. So, what's your, what's like your pregame hype song? What are you listening to as you take the field to get you in the zone? Uh, I'm definitely listening to Missy Hustle, but uh, before the game, before, before the game, I'm not listening to nothing crazy. I like to listen to a lot of R&B, uh, some soothing, maybe reggae here and there, but definitely some R&B, some slow, just to keep my, my nerves calm. So like you're, you're not one of these guys who's like uh, listening to like Eminem till I collapse or anything like real aggressive. You're, you're actually more of a, a mellow pregame mood. Yeah, I'm more of a mellow. I mean, I, I still get out here and there, but you know, like before, before the game, when I'm going towards, going to the game, the bus, definitely listen to R&B. Probably in the locker room, definitely listen to R&B. So we get like 20 minutes out and I'll probably put some this in on to give me a little bit of little bit little, so. little bit of juice yeah i got you so uh which which are more tolerable if you were forced to consume one while you're here on lockdown uh would you rather consume chick flicks or like uh an album of like boy band pop love songs oh wow um I'm gonna go chick flicks. <laughs> I, you know, and I think everybody should. As much as everybody likes to, you know, dump on them, there's there's some quality chick flicks out there. We can be honest. Yeah, we, I'm we, there's some solid, solid romance movies out there. Yeah, out yeah. There, there, there's. I, I think that too often, you know, people are, are are dogging on the chick flick. We we can. It's 2020, okay. men. We can we can be okay with some of that. <laughs> so, oh, <man. laughs> if you were playing Madden next fall. 
And uh, this is one of my favorite questions I always like to ask guys because it, uh, it, it kind of presents a little bit of a predicament in terms of your competitiveness versus how much you uh, want to see yourself succeed. So if you're playing Madden next fall and the person you're playing against happens to grab the team that drafted you before you could pick them. And wait, wait, wait. Again, so, so you're playing, you're playing Madden and somebody picks your team, the team that, that drafted you. And so they've got digital you, video game you, I'm outside. And they, okay. they throw a pass and, and you catch it. And you're in a position to tackle yourself or let yourself score. Are you going to let digital Devin score or are you going to tackle yourself to win the video game? You're not going to let digital Devin shine? Get a shine on Hell a little no. bit? <laughs> no, he's going to try to shine the real life. <laughs> All right, there you go. It, it's it's it varies, man. I, I asked Kalevon Chase on the same question. Kalevon said he'd let digital him get six, seven sacks in the game. He'd he'd no, let sir. himself just tear it up. Uh, no, what, I, I know you're a big Kobe guy. So yes, how, how would you rank these three players? Kobe, MJ, LeBron. Come on now, Kobe one. MJ two, LeBron three. Okay, I, all right, all right. I, I, I go back and forth with LeBron. I'll probably put LeBron two, just because I've never really seen Jordan play. Are you are you, are you going to watch the uh, ESPN documentary when it comes out? Oh, the well, Jordan one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, you Kobe may you, you may shift it a little bit after that. Uh, so, what is your uh, best Netflix recommendation for somebody in coronavirus quarantine? Man, you know that's what I've been I've been on right now too. So, I did check out that Tiger King. Everything was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Who's worse? Um, so who's worse to you, Exotic Joe Exotic or uh, Carol? Uh, yeah, they're, they're both just crazy. They're both just, terrible. Uh, they're both terrible, and I, 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 I definitely feel like Carol should definitely kill. Her. I, I don't. Understand. She de- She fed. She fed. Yeah, she fed her husband to those lines. There's no doubt about it. That's so, that's so crazy to me. And the whole video, the, uh, the music video that he made. Is, classic hey that, that's a bop i've been listening to that a ton my wife's ready to kill me because uh i just i keep playing it it's it's good music i like listening to it if uh <laughs> if you could pick one person and we'll close with this if you could pick one person dead or alive real or fictional so uh it could be like a cartoon character or a movie character it could be somebody you know or or somebody from history but if you could pick one person to run like a kevin durant style burner account for you that would like uh, attack trolls on social oh, media wow. that go after you. Who who would you pick to run the account? That's a great question. Hold on. I'm going to have to hold on. I, I, always, I always volunteer who I would pick to give the guys some time to think about it and, and to let them know where my mindset's at. My guy that I would pick would be Eric Cartman from South Park. I definitely pick 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Oh, that's really good. I remember 50 Cent being uh, terrifyingly I, I like, real to DJ Khaled. I definitely would have no problem just if 50 was, was in my corner. I I think that I think that's a great choice to be honest. All right, Devin Asiasi, uh, excited to follow your journey, and uh, I think Cowboys fans would be pretty excited if you ended up here in Dallas. You can follow him on Twitter at Asi Two X A S I Two X. Devin, we really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you guys, Tom. You guys be safe. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Joining us now is LSU edge rusher, linebacker, Texas native, and newly minted national champion, Kalevon Chason. Kalevon, how are things going? It's going, it's going good, man. How's everything going for you? Not so bad. It's, a, I mean, it's a bit of a brave new world. We're all sort of adjusting right now, and the pre-draft experience is certainly part of that. Um, you know, it's been dramatically altered this time around due to the coronavirus pandemic. I guess first question, and one everybody's kind of curious about with the draft prospects right now: How have you been adjusting to? Uh, I guess how your workout routine has to change, how some of these meetings with teams are changing. How, how has this process been since everything kind of went into lockdown? It's definitely a, a test to, uh, to self-motivation and self-dedication. <laughs> so uh, when you're forced to do everything on your own and um, when you're practicing self-distancing, distancing, um, you, you're trying to figure out the motivation, the things that you have to do on your own, and, and it kind of it kind of brings reality to you just to tell you that, you know, um, just how bad you want it, you know? You know procrastination uh, is no time for it. When you say you're going to work out, you got to work out. Obviously, all the gyms and everything is closed right now. So um, what? how bad you want it, what you wouldn't do, what you feel like you need to get better in, you know, and what you feel like you need to do to get better in and that. And that's kind of what the time been about at this moment. We know the pre-draft visits and local workouts have changed with the coronavirus pandemic, but there are some additional ways that teams are doing their homework, like the video conference meetings via Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, etc. Have you gotten to do any of those meetings yet? And if so, what was the experience like? Um, yeah, I just finished one actually today. Um, it was definitely obviously something new, not too different. I mean, it's still the same concept when you talk, you're talking about, talking about um, the way you grew up. I mean, you know. Obviously, the things they want to know when they get into their organizations it would be the best best fit. It's just virtual. Um, it wasn't really too bad. Now, obviously, teams use this process to answer some questions they may have about a player. What if teams wanted to know about you? Um, that, that's funny that you say that because a team, every team that I spoke with, is they've been they've kind of been in disbelief when I say I kind of almost have the perfect background when I say. My school academic history is great. Um, I never had any off the field issues. My on the field issues never had any type of altercation with a coach to where it was to a point where it needs to be um, brought up and mentioned to the team. Um, obviously, you know, sometimes when coaches don't see eye to eye 
but it's never been to a point where it's escalated and got out of control. I was a uh, conversation. I was fixed at, but um, only thing that changed to really just an accident for me is just my experience. Why it's something that um, it's obviously it's something that it's it's serious. The next level It's something that you're taking a risk on for a guy who's his football game is, is not as well experienced as others in this prospect, others prospects in his draft. So it's kind of something that a uh, majority of teams, not every team that ask me about is the experience level as far as going in that area. A lot of programs use certain jersey numbers to honor players. For LSU, one of those numbers is 18, uh, which I know you got to wear this year. Um, talk about the significance of that number for the program, but also the significance of what that meant to you personally to, to wear that this year. Uh, it meant a lot. Uh, it's a special number to have. Obviously, I think if many people know if you don't, it's a number that represents true leadership on and off the field and the character that you, you may bring. Um, somebody who represents the program and their family very well, and I take pride in that. And I, I'm thankful that I'm thankful that it's been recognized. It shows, it shows how, how well I was raised by my mothers, my mother, my father, my grandparents are growing up. And it's something that um, is a true accomplishment and an honor, an honor, an honor to have. So, when when having that, it was something that I took pride in. Made sure that I represented them number well, and the people above me, the people before me, I made sure that I represent them well as well. As we all in one group, and we kind of represent the school. And when it comes to that, and I kind of, I kind of took pride in. Obviously, when it first happened, I wouldn't say I was shocked, but uh, it was a sense of disbelief within me. Not to say I didn't felt like I didn't deserve it, but. I felt like there was many more people in the program that, that could have that number, fourth and fifth year seniors. And there's a lot of guys on that program with great character and who raised well and who, who showed their true, who chose their true character on and off the field. And, and to have that number and to be represented, to represent it at a, as a junior and especially a rusher sophomore coming out of, kind of off of missing a season, missing a season with a, with an injury, it was special. And now you're a, I think a lot of people view you as this prototypical three, four outside linebacker guy who can like, you know, pin his ears back and go. Um, do you think that you're somebody who would transition well if you're, you know, you get drafted by a four, three team? Do you think that, you know, there's really not much of a difference for you to go out there in a four, three, put your hand in the ground and rush off the edge there? Uh, not at all. Not at all. I feel like I, I had to take the game, impact the game regardless of the, the system I'm in. Um, obviously, uh, where I played, we played three, four, but we played a mixture of four, three as well. I did, did some four, three, one. Honestly, so obviously I feel that my skill set and the way I, um, the way I impact the game, I feel like I can impact it in much more ways than just rushing and setting the edge. I feel like I can, I can cover. I feel like I can do anything that a defense coordinator asks me to do as well as all the other 10 guys on my defense. So. Um, to be locked down in a four three defense is not it's not a problem with me. I feel like I instill it as well. However, I feel like my, my skill set is something that thrives in the three four system. Now we're a Cowboys focused show here and you've been mocked to the Cowboys by several people in the media. What would you think about the opportunity to play for Dallas and have you had any discussions with them to this point? Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh we we we've spoken before. We had a uh, we had a couple conversations. I feel like we've gone in a great direction. Um, hopefully, throughout the line, we get to speak more and more often. Uh, but I mean, just playing for the Cowboys is obvious. That's a that's a that's a true test. When I say that, I mean, when I say that, I mean how how traditional the the organization is, the franchise is, and that's something that 
the, fan, the fans and the program take pride in. And if you're not willing to give it all, the hundred percent attention to and your hundred percent dedication to, it'll come back and, and haunt wow. you. And, and I've been watching many players who, who get to, who get to that area and and they excel, and some who can't handle it. You can tell. And like I said, the fan base is, is serious and. They, they take pride in, they honor, they honor it, and it's something that you got to be really up to the task to, to play for the organization. All right, so I, I got a few uh, lighter-hearted, get-to-know K. Levon questions for you here to wrap up. You ready? I'm ready. All right, so what's your pregame hype song? Ah, pregame hype song. Um, it'll probably be, it'll probably have to be G Herbo. Uh, I'll be listening to G Herbo. There you go. If not, if if it's not G Herbo, people will probably think I'm I'm off for this. But I'll listen to a little Childish Gambino. Hey, there you go. Reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just gives me right. Uh, just something about it. No, he's got that energy. He's got that edge. I I, I can see that. Uh, how, how would you rank these players here? I know I know you're a basketball fan. So how would you rank these three guys here? Kobe, MJ, LeBron. Oh, see. Can I plead the fifth on this? Yeah, it'll get you bit by a few people. So, I'll, yeah, I'll accept that. I'll, I'll accept a, a fifth right now. Uh, what's your best <laughs> Netflix recommendation for uh, somebody on coronavirus quarantine right now? Oh, man. I'm just now, I'm just now getting into the office. Oh, yeah. That's something, man. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I never knew how funny it is. I feel like I just have to get older and start understanding a lot of things about it. <laughs> man, that's something that I, oh man, I can't stop watching. So 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 you're, that'd be that'd be your big about. that'd be your big binge recommendation. If you haven't gotten around to the office yet, you need to jump on that right now. You need to jump on the ASAP. There you go. Would you rather go in the first round and obviously the normal way, you don't get to pick where you go, or you go in the third round and you have the ability to pick where you play? Uh, I'm just thinking for the opportunity to play at the next level. I don't really have a choice. Um, kind of don't really have a preference. All right. It's a blessing to play at the next level, and that's just what it is to me. There you go. Would you rather never have to stand in line again or you never get a red light again? Oh. <laughs> it'll probably be never have to stand in line again. Ah, see, I feel like I could stand in line and look at my phone. If I never have a red light, I can just always cruise. I know I'll never be late. But I just feel like a red light is kind of a, it's a, it's a it reminds me, because I have a problem with, it, it reminds me like to change my music. Sometimes like I can't focus on like, all right, let's change my music because I'm driving. So sometimes songs repeat. So again, the opportunity, all right, let's pause and let's reach out the whole vibe. That, that's, a, that's a good positive outlook on red lights that I've never heard before. That, that's good. <laughs> if, if you were, so let's say you're playing Madden next fall and uh, the person you're playing against happens to grab a team, the, whatever team that you were playing for in the NFL, and they intercept a pass in the video game with the video game version of you. Are you going to let your digital self score or your, a touchdown or are you going to tackle yourself? Oh, I'm definitely going to score. 100%. You're going to give that one up. All right, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I might let him. Get, I might let him get six, six or seven sacks that game. <laughs> if you could pick one person, dead or alive, real or fictional, uh, to run a Kevin Durant style burner account for you on social media, so they pick off all the trolls for you and they fight all the troll battles for you, who would you pick? Uh, 
that's a hard. That's my, a hard my answer, I, I always to, to help people out because usually they're struggling for a sec. To help people out, I always give mine, which is mine for life has always been Eric Cartman from South Park. That's who I would pick. <laughs> oh man, it'll probably have to be. It'll probably have to be Mike Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so last question here and uh, a little more, I guess, on the serious side and uh, outside of football, because obviously everybody entering the draft wants to make an impression and make a name for themselves at that level. But outside of football, uh, how do you want people to remember Caleb on chase on? Uh, man, the smile is something I, I bring every day. You'll never, have, you'll never see a day or you'll never hear a time about me bringing any type of negative energy or any type of down or moping energy i'm always smiling no matter what i'm going through i'm a, i'm probably the most positive person you can see i'm always trying to find something that you know look at the brightest thing uh, especially like at a time like this um I, I still find the bright things to do every day i try to read a um i have a dictionary app on my phone every day i try to learn a new word try to put in my vocabulary i use this time right now i'm it's very rare that I get a chance to stay with my family. So right now, we with each other right now as close as possible. I'm spending much time with them before I have to head out to where I go. So no matter what I go through, you always can see a smile on my face and you always can hear a positive thing. LSU's Kalevon Chason is a no doubt uh, first round pick next April and uh, you can follow him on social media on Twitter and Instagram it's Sack Guru but the, the A in Sack is a number four. Kalevon, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it and good luck. Thank you. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We're continuing our series of conversations with NFL draft prospects today. Joining us now, Wyoming linebacker Logan Wilson. You can follow Logan on Twitter at LJW21. Logan, how is everything going? You know, it's going good. Um, the weird situation that we're in right now, I can't really complain. You know, it's kind of out of my control. But, um, 
you know, it's going good as well as it could be right now. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a great launching point because I want to talk about the pre-draft experience as a whole, but I guess more specifically, how it's changed for you in the last several weeks with the coronavirus issue. Yeah. So um, after the season ended, um, I went out to, I trained at at Cal Strength in uh, San Ramon, Danville area, California. Um, Trained there for about, I think it was like two weeks or so, and then went to the Senior Bowl. Um, and, you know, I accomplished what I wanted to at the senior role. So that was a good um, stepping stone for me in this process. And then um, I went back to Cal Strength and trained until the combine. Um, and then was at the combine for, I think we were there for five days in Indy. Um, that was a good process. I mean, it was a little hectic, kind of expected. Um, but it was good. And I, and I tested as good as I wanted to going into that. So. Um, that was good. And then after that, I had a, my pro day was pretty early. So I got my pro day out of the way before, oh, good. um, all this coronavirus pandemic kind of started. And so, um, I had to go back to that. And then <clears throat> now all the gyms and stuff are closed. So, um, just kind of doing what I can around the house with like body weight workouts, um, about like a TRX strap to work out with, use a slam ball, um, you know, just, just using what I can. Um, to get done what I can as well. I mean, everything's kind of limited, but it's also out of my control at the same time. So it's just, you just got to work with it. What's the most unique thing you've had to do for your workouts? We know you guys aren't getting a lot of facilities. I myself can't get in my gym. I've used a skateboard lately for Pilates. So you, you prospects, how are you getting creative? You know, I would just say doing like body weight style exercises. Um, you know, most of the time in football, you're always like doing some sort of power lift, using some sort of weight. Um, whether it's on your back, whether it's doing bench press, whether it's uh, deadlift or things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think just doing body weight workouts and then having to do like, because obviously you can do more reps when you're not having any weight. So um, just changing that kind of stuff up. You know, luckily my um, former college strength coach um, gave all the players on the team um, a little workout packet to do over this, you know, pandemic that we got going on. And he sent it to me. And so I'm just kind of using that. And then, um, just kind of working out outside when I can, you know, right now I'm in Casper, Wyoming. We just got like five to eight inches of snow, um, last night and it's supposed to snow all day today. So we'll see how much outdoor stuff <laughs> I can do, but, um, you know, just kind of working with what I got. And now I know you mentioned that you got to do your pro day, which that's good news. That's a, you know, an advantage a lot of guys didn't get, um, is to be able to do the pro day and talk to teams there. Um, but how has it outside of, you know, post pro day, obviously guys aren't getting the same sort of visits that they were hoping for, um, due to just some of the limitations. So how has, uh, how has it changed? How different has that been uh, interacting with teams and, and individuals within the league during this time? Has it just been a lot of FaceTime and phone calls and things like that? Yeah. I mean, it's been a lot of, um, phone calls or just text messages or, um, depending on a lot, like some teams I've had a few FaceTime interviews. They're always FaceTime or like zoom meetings or WebEx, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, you know, each team might use. Um, but that's pretty much, you know, what we've, what I've been doing in terms of being in contact with some teams. When you've talked to teams, what has their feedback been for you in terms of things they'd like to see you polish up on in the NFL? Um, you know, one of the, the biggest, like the main thing that I need, need to continue to improve on is just working um, man-to-man coverage technique. This wasn't something we did a lot of um, at Wyoming or that I was asked to do very much of necessarily. So mm-hmm. um, it's not that they don't think I can't do it. It's just that I just need to be able to um, 
just be able to have time to work that technique and understand it and uh, just get better practicing it. With the, you know, really rapid acceleration of the passing game in the NFL over the last decade, um, we've seen a lot more nickel packages and thus there's fewer three linebacker sets. So having a skill set worthy of being one of those two linebackers who's, you know, asked to be on the field every down is becoming more and more important. Um, Which linebacker spot are you most comfortable playing? And do you feel like you're a guy who has those traits that can be on the field every snap? Um, Honestly, I could, I think I could play, um, just whatever a team needs me to play, you know, whatever team I'm lucky enough to get drafted by, um, whatever position they want me to play, I'll play it. Um, and I do think that I'm comfortable um, playing all three downs in the NFL. Um, I'm very comfortable in coverage. Um, luckily for me, I kind of grew up playing defensive back and safety corner, um, things like that. So I think having that background has helped me in my coverage aspect of the, of my linebacker game. And, um, it's just helped me become, you know, very comfortable reading quarterback size, what kind of route contests we're trying to get, you know, just things like that. Yeah, and you've, you're a guy who has been highly productive at Wyoming and a guy who has, you know, put up the numbers of somebody who is doing their job in coverage over the last two seasons combined. Um, you're the only FBS player with at least 200 tackles and five interceptions. But even with that type of production and a Wyoming alum like Josh Allen making a lot of noise in the league right now, um, people are always Mm going to wonder about the level of competition since it's not a Power 5 school. What would you say to someone if they questioned how prepared you're going to be for the next level without weekly Power 5 competition? Yeah. Uh, Well, the bottom line, like at the end of the day, it's still football. It's it's the same game that we've been playing um, our whole lives. And so um, I think competition brings out the best in you, you know, regardless of who you're playing against. Um, but I do think the Mountain West is a very underrated um, conference in terms of competition. I think that the Mountain West has very good skills, um, you know, on, on each each team, um, especially the teams that we play. I think that uh, both sides of the conference are very tough. Um, each team has a little different, unique style of play, but we get good athletes in the Mountain West, and I think that um, that's just a little bit underrated, maybe just like to the media's eyes. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that Mountain West is one of the one of the best, if not the best, group of group of five top. All right, this is a Cowboys show, so obviously I've got to ask you: Have you had the chance to speak with Dallas during this process? And are they one of the teams you've had a video conference with? Um, I haven't had a video conference with them. I did have a full, formal interview with them at the combine, um, and then their D coordinator was like he worked me out at my pro day. Um, on March, what I think it was March 10th, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, the, I had that formal interview. Um, I don't know what day it was, but that was at the combine. So that was like with the front office and Coach McCarthy. Um, and then I got to know their decor there just a little bit at the pro day. So that's the kind of contact I've had. With them. Well, and, I, and we always ask guys because. Uh, being a cowboy can be a, a little bit different. Um, I mean, you're, you're used to being a cowboy already, but being a cowboy can hmm. be a little bit different in that, you know, regardless of success or struggles or anything else, there's always attention on the Dallas Cowboys, just like there's always attention on the Los Angeles Lakers or the New York Yankees or, yeah. you know, Duke or whatever. Um, so, so what would you think about the opportunity to play for Dallas and, and uh, you know, that, that kind of spotlight and, and what you would think about that opportunity? You know, I think it'd be a very cool and humbling opportunity to have the opportunity to play for um, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, there was, growing up, the whole, the whole fan base, like they're known as the biggest fan base in America. They're like America's team. Yeah. So 
Um, I think it'd be really cool to have the opportunity to play um, in Dallas. You know, I've never really been to Dallas, but um, I think their organization is, is a very good organization. I think it'd be um, a very cool place to play football. All right, so I got a few uh, get-to-know Logan questions for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so pregame, you're you're trying to get like amped up, or you're, or you're trying to get in the zone for the game. Uh, what what song are you going to be listening to? What's going to be in your headphones as you're getting ready to play? I don't know if I have a specific song. I just kind of listen to some like hip hop rap and some um, rocks, like maybe a little heavy metal. Well, what kind um, of artists are going to be on there then? If not a specific song, what what kind of artists are, are we going to hear on your playlist pregame? Oh. Like Eminem will be on there. There you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> get, get some till then, I get some till I collapse. Yeah, or like lose yourself. That's there, the there you go. See, it's funny. I was talking song. to uh, one of your uh, agency mates earlier, Devin Asiasi at UCLA. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and Devin was saying that he's the exact opposite. That he's usually listening to like reggae or smooth R and B. That he's like he can't yeah. have the amp up music. That he's got to yeah. He he's trying to get himself a little calm and not and not out of control which is interesting he's the first guy i've ever heard say that he wasn't trying to amp himself up before a game i've another yeah there's some some guys everyone likes different kind of music so it's kind of interesting to see what kind of music guys like to listen to a lot of guys you'd think most guys like to listen to amped up music and like stay relaxed um whereas other guys might get too pumped up so they just kind (laughs) of like just like devin said just kind of Listen to some more relaxing. Get yourself music. under control. There you go. If you weren't pursuing a career right. in football, what would you be doing? Um, I'd be doing something in like health and fitness. Um, I graduated a degree in kinesiology, so um, I'm not exactly sure you know what I would be doing, but just something in that health science realm of the world. If you, uh, when you're everybody's kind of locked on coronavirus quarantine right now, what would be your uh, best like Netflix recommendation or, or something like that for somebody who's looking f- to pass the time right now? Um, All American is pretty good. My girlfriend and I are on episode, I think, fourteen of sixteen in season two, and it's it's pretty good. So, if, I'd recommend it. If you had the opportunity to go in the first round, and, and you have no way to pick your team, or you can go in like the third or fourth round, but you'd have the ability to pick where you end up playing, which would you choose? Um, probably the third or fourth round. And just get and to pick my team, yeah. Ride. Kind of make them. Yeah, more... I want to be in a good situation. Yeah, I don't want to just. I just want to be in a good situation wherever I end up. There you That's go. The main piece. Would you rather uh, never have to stand in a line again, or you never get a red light again? Wait, say that again. Would you rather never have to stand in line again anywhere you go, or you never get a red light again when you're driving? Um, never stand in line again. That's interesting. Everybody keeps saying that one. I would feel like the red light would uh, would be the one because then you could just cruise to wherever you're going. And then when you're in line, you could just look at your phone or something. But well, Yeah, that would make sense. But I'm also from like Wyoming where there's not a zillion traffic fights. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you've you, you got, op- so you got, you got open roads. That's right. Uh, I can wait occasionally for those red lights. I, now, I don't know if you're a Madden player. Are you a guy who plays Madden at all? No. Let, let's say you, let's say you picked up the game though, and next fall you were playing somebody and they picked the team that had drafted you. So you've got to play against the digital version of yourself, and then digital mm-hmm. you intercepts a pass that you had thrown. Are you going to tackle digital you in the spirit of competitiveness to win the game, or are you going to let yourself <laughs> score? Um, I'm going to tackle my guy. 
two. Uh, there you go. Like you're saying you're saying it's against. Like, I'm right, right, against yeah, like the, the like, yeah, the video, like the video game version yeah. of you is playing against you. So you can either tackle yourself yeah. and and put yourself in a better position to win or let him <laughs> score. No, out of competitiveness, I'd probably tackle him. There you go. All right, and last question for you here, a little bit more uh, serious and reflective, I guess. Um, how do you want people to remember you outside of the game of football? I want people to remember me as someone who never um, put themselves like on a pedestal compared to anyone else. You know, I'm I'm a very humble person, um, and I just want people to to realize that and understand that that. Um, you know, like I'm never going to change who I am because of the situation I'm in, so to say, like, I'm never going to stop, you know, holding doors for strangers or just doing little things like that in the community. Um, I just always want to be a very well-grounded person, um, loving and caring person. And, um, that's what I hope that people remember about me. Well, Logan Wilson is a, a name that you will be hearing come April because he is he's somebody that NFL teams are very high on, and uh, you'll see him playing in the league next year, no doubt about it. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at LJW21. Logan, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, I know you guys are craving all sorts of sporting news. A lot of people have called a distraction. I keep arguing if you need sports as a distraction, maybe you should use this time to possibly diversify your portfolio. But with that being said, all our love, folks, we look forward to uh, hanging out with you guys next time. Stay safely distant, but socially present. We'll talk to you next time. You always think you're sick. I always think I'm dying. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.